We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 44, the Northern Missouri Blizzard Edition. I'm your host, Rando. And I'm Corey. And we are kind of in awe of this massive blizzard that happened up there in Kansas City. And it Saint was a whiteout up north. We had some of uh, the travel cams up on the site, on the Facebook page, and and. Uh, I had to pick one that you could actually see because some of them were just completely whited out. You couldn't see anything. And of course, some of those roads, the interstate north of St. Joseph was closed. So there was no traffic to show anyway. So I found the most clear one that you could find to uh, br- stream on Stormdar. Yeah. But uh, it was quite a deal up there. Yeah. And I love it how you superimposed the, the actual radar, the mm-hmm. live radar, with you know the, the thing. And, you know, from looking at it, it looked like it was... Pretty much at sunset, it was dark, you know, and this is in the middle of the day. I mean, that's what happens when blizzards come over. I mean, you got the clouds, you got the snow, the whiteout, and just the thick clouds and a mess up there. It was a headache. Uh, Somewhere I had heard, I think it was somebody commented on our Facebook page that a a family member was stuck in a truck north of the state line up in Iowa. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you're under those blizzard warnings, you pretty should pretty much should just ground your fleet for a while till things you know get cleared off. Yeah, it's going to pass. Right, it's it's going to pass. I mean, I know commerce is such a driving force with, you know, the economy. Uh, well, you know, companies such as FedEx and UPS and all that. You go to their app or their website, and they tell you, "Hey, there's fires. Hey, there's a snowstorm. There's severe weather." Deliveries will be impacted. We will have slowdowns. So, I mean, companies are used to that. Some some companies, you know, a lot of these companies have actual meteorologists on staff. Yes. Yes, they do. And I know that because I have a good friend that works for Walmart who I used to work with at KSNF in Joplin, who's a, who was a TV, our, our weekend meteorologist, uh-huh. did mornings. Now he works for Walmart and does the logistics for, for the trucking and for shipping. So that's great. Well, and I also know that they do that for for sports events too. They have like the meteorologists there. You know, if lightning gets what is it, uh, ten miles? They kind of keep changing that seven or ten miles away. They they halt that game. They get oh absolutely. And think about it too, the airline industry. You know, you get these blizzards. They're not going to fly those planes. They're not going anywhere. No, and they should do the same thing with the truck. Now, now I understand. You know, if you have a winter storm, which is a lower end of a blizzard where you're going to get two to four inches. You know, I, I get where you might want to, you know, see where the heaviest snowfall is going to be, kind of plan the thing. But when you have a blizzard, you're, you're talking winds of 40, 50, maybe 60 miles an hour with, like you said, whiteout conditions. You can't see. That is not the time to travel. You can't see. You can't drive. You can't even... 
you just gonna have to park it. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, stay stay at your hub because uh, it, like I said, it will pass. And the funny thing is, we have uh, some followers up in St. Joseph, Tia and uh, yes, and Tiffany, and they were sending us some awesome video. I mean, <laughs> you should go to our visitors post on our website. Uh, stormed our weather, of course, and and look at some of those videos. I mean, there there was a a one she took a picture. Uh, I I can't remember the time, but then an hour later, and the amount of snow that accumulated just in that hour was incredible, and it was just the beginning. I was watching on some of those travel cams. You know, you would have plows and salt trucks go by, and it wouldn't be five minutes later. You couldn't even tell when a plow had gone through. Yeah, it's so. it's snowing. I mean, I think the snowfall rates uh, were up to an inch an hour. But you know, if you get an event that's going to last for eight hours at that rate, that's eight inches right there. Sure. And and you never know. Uh, I went to the Kansas City site, and you can you can kind of update me on this. What I saw, uh, it, we, this blizzard produced a wind gust to up to sixty miles an hour in Leavenworth, Kansas. Saint Joseph got upwards of eight inches. Kansas City got around four. It was some higher, like in the you know outside areas of there, with wind gusts to fifty-five miles per hour at the Kansas City airport. That and the entire storm pulled out so fast it just dumped the snow, moved away, and by that night skies were clearing out. It was gone. It was a pretty fast. <laughs> That's crazy. Mover. Just think of it; wouldn't have been so fast moving. Oh man, you're talking about you know feet of snow if you're going to right? do that. Yeah, but the blowing and the whiteout, the whiteout conditions. I mean, our, our, I decided to do a weather school on blizzards, so well, we're going to get to that later. But yeah, even it's only November. I know it's not even winter yet, and we got about three more weeks till winter starts. Yeah, it's not even meteorological winter. Well, yet. Kansas City has already had three snow events so far in the winter season. This this winter season, even though it's not winter yet, mm-hmm. uh, let's put that in perspective, okay? Um, you know, the past few winters haven't been too wintry. We've had cold spells right. and, and Arctic blasts or whatever they want to call yeah. them. <laughs> but not a whole lot of snow in the area. Uh, I'm sure Kansas City gets more than we do since they're up north a little bit. You know, sure. It's a whole new world up there. <laughs> they're not in the Ozarks. But uh, I read something from the Kansas City National Weather Service office this morning. It says the Kansas City snowfall for the entire 2015 to 2016 winter season was only five in five point nine inches. The snowfall for the 2016-2017 season was only four point nine inches. This is total for the year. <laughs> wow. Snowfall yeah. for 2017-2018 was seven point seven inches. So past three years they hadn't gone over seven point seven inches. Well, as of yesterday, uh Kansas City has already seen 7.8 inches out of the three systems that have hit Kansas City. So they've already had their snowiest winter in the past three years, and it's not even winter yet. Wow. Isn't that that something? Wow. Now, what does that say for the rest of the year? We don't know. Uh, You know, you read uh, different sites and models and, and, and... some would want you to think that it's going to get a little warmer in January. Yeah, I think, now this is just my gut instinct, okay? We've kind of seen this before, where we've had, what was it, the, uh, was it the, the, cold, the, the warmest April and the coldest May or something like that? 
And it got yeah. really, or I have to go back and see that, but it got really, really hot in June and hot in July. And then August, it kind of calmed down a little bit. And it we've did. seen those patterns. <clears throat> so my question is, is this one of these patterns where we're going to get cold November and part of December and then warm up and be in the 50s and 60s in January? So we don't know. But I have been researching. Yeah, you know, um, I've heard three different things. Yeah. I've heard below, <laughs> I've heard above, and I've heard equal chances, which is my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Can't argue with that. You know, the, the Climate Prediction Center was or even saying, you know, equal chances to possibly a little bit above. And like we've always said, that's an average. That's not that doesn't mean we're going to have these cold dips or whatever. But on an average, it could be equal or just a little slightly more. And when we talk about equal chances on an average winter, we're talking 40s and 20s. That's the average for us. Right. And, you know, we're not talking 40 below or anything like that. Well, hey. Thanksgiving came in past, and it's a very nice day. Yeah, and Black Friday. Uh, what'd you do on Black Friday? Absolutely nothing. I drove home from Oklahoma. Oh, that's right. You went to Oklahoma at that point yeah. and rained the whole way. <laughs> Had some some thunderclaps. Some oh, I remember nice right before you left, you texted mm-hmm. me and like it was really raising cane out there. We had several within five minutes at one point, so we were under a good. A good uh, rain there for a while. I, I mean, it was just absolutely pouring, but uh, and thundering and lightning striking yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, wow! About the time I rolled into Branton, it really opened up, and that's when you texted me and said, uh, "We got some hail coming down on Black Friday." <laughs> I was driving to work, and no lightning, no anything. We didn't. I think I may have heard one rumble of thunder on the whole event, mm-hmm. but just a rumble. And I'm driving to work, and all of a sudden, kink, 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 kink. Hail was bouncing off of my car. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And our our uh, our buddy Brad texted me and said, hey, it's hailing in Branson. And then suddenly we, we had all these these messages <laughs> on our Facebook page. Hey, it's hail here. You know, so so I had to, had to make a post. And uh, there was obviously lift in this system. It wasn't incredible. I mean, there was no severe weather. And I was afraid everybody was going to freak out about the hail. It was, you know, pea-sized and just not, it wasn't huge and it wasn't going to get huge. But any amount of lift that you have in November and December and January or whatever, that freezing line is way low to the surface. And any lift will go shoot that air up there and it will freeze and cause hail. So it was not sleet. It was hail, and it, it it hailed on me. I was downtown, and I thought, oh, my. Okay, so I'm, I'm driving, and I keep driving, and I pass over 65 uh, on 76. It hailed a little bit more. Then I hit on Roark, and then the hail got a little bigger, and I thought, oh, my gosh. And I don't know, when when did you get back? You got back, it was around 2 or something? Uh, it was before 2. It was around uh, probably about a little after 1. Oh, okay, because I, yeah, I was driving to work about, yeah, it was about 1 o'clock. I was yeah. driving to work at 1. We have a 2 o'clock show. And I left early because Black Friday is notorious for the crowds. There were people everywhere. Oh, they were. <laughs> so, And, you know, we, we had a decent crowd, so I'm not oh, complaining good. on that. Um, but then after the little hailstorm, the Black Friday hailstorm uh, on Saturday, skies cleared out, and, man, it got warm. Well, in some ways, Saturday 
was the perfect storm. And let me explain myself here. Okay. I'm talking about for Silver Dollar City. Mm-hmm. Because we had rain and cool. It wasn't cold, but it was chillier on Friday. But it rained you know, a lot of the day. And then on Sunday, you it, it, the temps tanked, you know. Oh, yeah. So Saturday, it was 72 degrees. Yeah. About 2 o'clock. I mean, Branson Airport reported 72. Well, there were people in line at Civil Dollar City for a mile, a mile-long line at 8 a.m., and they didn't even open until 11. And then that, oh, man. as the day went on, that... That line stretched for more miles and more miles up into Branson, and I read today where Civil Dollar City uh, hit their highest ever uh, admission Att- attendance. Attendance, yeah. yeah, of any day in the history of Civil Dollar City on Saturday. Oh, that was it. That was it. Can you imagine? Man, they were parking. They were make makeshift parking lots in Branson West and shipping them in. It was just. Crazy it gives me an anxiety attack just thinking about it. <laughs> now you you didn't go to Silver Dollar City, did you? No, no, you were just trying to ne- negotiate around. I go, I go during the week. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, that's the way the way to do it. There's not that many, but the, you know they're famous for their Christmas displays and they got the trees and they got all these things. I mean the Opera House. I'm sure that's going. Well, so you had you had a, a long holiday weekend. You had the Warm temps, and then you had the cold temps the next day and the day before. So that's a trifecta, especially on those four-day weekends. So <laughs> I can just imagine. They had to stay open late, but I mean, it would have been a nice day to be out there for sure. Well, let's talk about that, those four-day weekends. We got Thanksgiving. It was mild. You know, temperatures well, in the I mid-50s. Can't it yeah. was, where I was, it was 63 degrees. Yeah, yeah. And then on, on Black Friday, about the same, but rain moved in. It hailed. So we got a little bit of spring. On Saturday, everything moved out. We got a little bit of, you know, late summer with 72. Sunday, what a day. That was the most amazing day. I was excited all day long. Well, not a lot happened around here except for the wind. It was fierce. There were leaves blowing everywhere. Uh, There were little twigs and branches falling out of my tree onto my car. Yeah. And my sitting in my driveway. <laughs> I read where the Branson Airport recorded the highest wind gust that day was 40 miles an hour in Branson. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Springfield, I think, recorded 55. Something like something that. Something like that. You know, and then up there. This was a powerful, powerful system. I mean, it's almost, almost like a springtime system, but in fall, so it had all that snow behind it. There wasn't uh, a lot of severe weather except... When that thing pulled out and was going towards St. Louis, it actually went northeast. It was like hanging around around Nevada, Missouri, then went up towards Kirksville, and that thing flung a frontline spin-up tornado over northern St. Louis. Yeah, you sent me a text saying, there's a tornado warning over by St. Louis. I thought, I thought you were crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, what? And I didn't know Brad, our, Brad Case, our, our, our follower, Brad, he, he texted me and said, there's a tornado warning in St. Louis. I went, huh. And so then I texted you, and I looked, and sure enough, there was a tornado warning for the northern half And of I heard there was some backlash or some issues with that tornado warning, that the sirens didn't go off in time. They they went oh, off really? 10 to 15 minutes after the warning was issued, and there's some people that weren't too happy about that. Oh, I didn't hear I don't, that. I, didn't, I don't know what the circumstances were, but, but they did go off late. So that's never a good thing. 
No, and it, and again, like I said, on that, that eastern side of that big low that was spinning, uh, moved up to Kirksville. It had that cold front. That was the primary gust, I guess, and that created that front. And we always talk about this QLCS type of spin-ups, and this is one of the class. I mean, they come out of nowhere, so and they usually don't last long. So maybe that thing form very quick. So yeah, maybe that thing spun up just a little bit, mm-hmm. and then, you know, caused the chaos. And then by the time they got, I mean, think about it: blizzard warning, winter storm watch, tornado warning, all at the same time. Right. Well, there was a spotter. <laughs> a spotter had reported a funnel cloud. Before there was ever a warning issued by the National Weather Service. Oh, really? Okay. So there was a spotted funnel cloud, which should have sounded the sirens right there. But, yeah. But that alerted the Weather Service to issue their warning, and then another 10 minutes went by before the sirens went off. So yeah. They were probably doing this, saying the same thing. Yeah, you you like, texted me. Crazy. Yeah, this right. Is... Uh-huh. Yeah, tornado, right. <laughs> and, then, and then it hit that. And temperatures were totally inverted around here. Uh, 63, I think, was the high on Sunday before the winds kicked in. Yes, early and, at 10 a.m., something like that. And just fell, 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 fell. And, and you know, it's really, we always say this, it's really hard to predict winter weather. We, we can predict precipitation, but it's like, what, where are those, uh, those changeover areas? Where's the cold air going to come down? So they had the winter weather advisory placed pretty well. But the temperatures just fell and fell and fell and kept producing some precipitation. And we we had a, what do you call it, a, a, a flizzard? <laughs> blizzard. <laughs> flurry. Flurry blizzard. Yes. Yeah. Corey texted me and says, we have a flizzard. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it started kind of snowing here a little bit. I mean, it was just shots of snow, right? It wasn't like a anything. It didn't last long. Yeah, I didn't see any personally, but I was downstairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's the funny thing. I was downstairs working on some stuff. And I forgot that I had the house open up upstairs. I had the window open and the front door window open. And, but it got cold fast. Uh, I went upstairs and immediately turned on the heater. Let me yeah. tell you that. Because <laughs> I was down here for a couple hours, but that but that went... It, a couple of times, I thought that the house was going to come off the foundation. <laughs> I'm down here working. And it's like, whoa. Like, holy cow, what is that? I'm glad we didn't wait till Sunday to come home. Because the wind would have taken us right off the road. Oh yeah, yeah, and and we we even had a couple of people message us, and I uh, was trying to tell them uh, some people going to Kansas City on Sunday, and I said, you know, if you're going to go to Kansas City, you really need to leave early from here because stuff is going to start happening. And Kansas City wasn't originally in the blizzard warning. No. They added it. They it was winter storm warning, and then they kept shifting everything a little bit to the south, and and circling back that's what i'm saying with the winter weather advisory it the temperatures got so cold and that precipitation was just hanging on enough that the national weather service warranted a winter weather advisory for springfield green county and part of christian county which not a bad idea when you got this kind of thing let's talk about blizzards and you're going to talk about it in the uh in the uh weather school weather school yeah i don't ever remember a blizzard warning around out of springfield do you oh yeah i do do you Mm mm-hmm it, a long time ago. Yeah, I remember. I, I definitely remember a blizzard warning. It wasn't. I remember one out of Tulsa, but I don't remember coming out of Springfield. Yeah, this is it's probably way, way before you were born. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't as 
intense as the blizzard up there. I think it was just probably a high-end winter storm. Right. You know, the winds were probably 35. Well, the criteria, which we'll get on the criteria in the weather scope, but the criteria is 35 or higher. Mm-hmm. So even, you know, if you got some snow falling and you get those winds and temperatures crashing, it would kind of technically fit that definition of a blizzard. Some people, you know, hear the word blizzard and think it has to do with the snow depth and that's not it at all it's nope. the it's the vision it's how, how far you can see and it's how fast that wind's coming down yes to wide out conditions yes and spoiler alert one of the criteria that i talk about in the weather school it does not even have to be snowing to be considered a blizzard i can see that yeah if you yeah, it, uh, yeah if you get that snow on the ground and you get these winds kicking up 35 mm-hmm. 40 50 miles an hour it just picks up that snow and right. just like you said makes that that wide out condition and uh, yeah so yeah people think blizzard oh it's going to be 24 inches of snow is exactly. no that's a winter storm warning it's that wind combined i mean it can be deep snow i mean oh yeah and other places in the United States up north, they, they get that a lot, but mm-hmm. you know, not around here. No. Well, let's look at the models. Uh, <laughs> they're doing such a great job. Actually, they did a fairly good job. On I thought this they did pretty decent with this this one. Yeah. Kudos on that. Uh, I'll give it an eight out of ten. So. <laughs> well, I don't know for, for for being a winter storm. Yeah. And they n- never do good on winter. I'm I'm giving them a nine on that. So. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. But how about this? It's Winter Storm Bruce. Don't get me started. Please, Weather Bruce. Channel. It's not even a scary name. Please, Weather Channel, stop naming Winter Storms. That It's just... Uh. <laughs> Bruce. No. Hurricanes, I get. Hurricane. Well, that makes sense. That's something... Yeah, it's a totally different deal. Yeah. You know? Don't name winter storms. I'll leave it at that before I get my dander up in the last. Because little. hurricanes cause more damage, and it's something that you have to remember because you have so many different hurricanes come through. I mean, several per year, and you got to know which storm you're talking about. And if it's so bad, they're gonna take that name and throw it away, you know. But whoever at the Weather Channel thought it was a good idea to name winter storms i don't understand oh, and they've been doing that for how many years now five six seven years yeah something like i don't that. know and i i've i've heard there's a some other podcasts i listen to which are real weather professionals and they feel the same way we do it's just don't do it right <laughs> and besides you never know i mean that when you when you get these low pressure systems on land they could spin down they could divide they could uh, split, become occluded, they could go down and then redevelop and become a nor'easter. It's like, what are you going to do then? Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I think we better get to the weather school before I blow a gasket. Sounds like here. a plan. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. A snowstorm? A blizzard? What's the difference? Oh man, these roads really are slick. I can't see the bumper of the car in front of us. I told you we shouldn't come today. We should have checked Stormdar weather. In the United States, the National Weather Service defines a blizzard as a severe snowstorm characterized by strong winds causing blowing snow that results in low visibilities. The difference between a blizzard and a snowstorm is the strength of the wind, not the amount of snow. 
To be a blizzard, a snowstorm must have sustained winds or frequent gusts that are greater or equal to 35 miles per hour, with blowing or drifting snow which reduces visibility to a quarter mile or less and must last for a prolonged period of time, typically three hours or more. A severe blizzard has winds over 45 miles per hour, near zero visibility, and temperatures of 10 degrees Fahrenheit or lower. In Antarctica, blizzards are associated with winds spilling over the edge of the ice plateau at an average velocity of 99 miles per hour. A ground blizzard refers to a weather condition where loose snow or ice on the ground is lifted and blown by strong winds. The primary difference between a ground blizzard as opposed to a regular blizzard is that in a ground blizzard, no precipitation is produced at the time, but rather all the precipitation is already present in the form of snow or ice at the surface. In the United States, storm systems powerful enough to cause blizzards usually form when the jet stream dips far to the south allowing cold, dry polar air from the north to clash with warm, humid air moving up from the south. When cold, moist air from the Pacific Ocean moves eastward to the Rocky Mountains and the Great Plains, and warmer, moist air moves north from the Gulf of Mexico, all that is needed is a movement of cold polar air moving south to form potential blizzard conditions that may extend from the Texas Panhandle to the Great Lakes in the Midwest. A blizzard may also be formed when a cold front and a warm front mix together and a blizzard forms at the borderline. Another storm system occurs when a cold core low over the Hudson Bay area in Canada is displaced southward over southeastern Canada, the Great Lakes, and New England. When the rapidly moving cold front collides with warmer air coming north from the Gulf of Mexico, Strong surface winds, significant cold air advection, and extensive wintry precipitation occur. So, where did the term blizzard come from? Well, in the 1870s, an Iowa newspaper used the word blizzard to describe a snowstorm. Previously, the term blizzard referred to a cannon shot or a volley of musket fire. By the 1880s, the use of the word blizzard was used by many across the United States and in England. The upper Midwest and Great Plains of the United States tends to be the region that experiences blizzards most often. With few trees or other obstructions to reduce wind and blowing snow, this part of the country is particularly vulnerable to blizzards. However, Blizzards can occur in any location that has a climate that experiences snowfall. Northern Arizona can experience blizzard conditions when a strong low-pressure system moves across southern Arizona and high pressure builds strongly into the Great Basin. However, these conditions are rarely met due to the infrequency of strong low-pressure systems moving through the state. Blizzards can create life-threatening conditions. Traveling by automobile can become difficult or even impossible due to whiteout conditions and drifting snow. 
Whiteout conditions occur most often with major storms that produce a drier, more powdery snow. In this situation, it doesn't even need to be snowing to produce whiteout conditions, as the snow, which is already on the ground, is blown around, reducing the visibility to near zero at times. The strong winds and cold temperatures accompanying blizzards can combine to create another danger. The wind chill factor is the amount of cooling one feels due to the combination of wind and temperature. During blizzards, with the combination of cold temperatures and strong winds, very low wind chill values can occur. It is not uncommon in the Midwest to have wind chills below negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit during blizzard conditions. Exposure to such low wind chill values can result in frostbite or hypothermia. Blizzards can also cause a variety of other problems. Power outages can occur due to strong winds and heavy snow. Pipes can freeze and regular fuel sources may be cut off. An example of a blizzard that created a significant economic impact on a large area was the Great Blizzard of 1996. On January 6th through January 8th, 1996, the Northeast was struck by a major blizzard that buried the region under one of the greatest snowfalls of the 20th century. Heavy snow and strong winds caused near zero visibilities for a prolonged period of time. The metropolitan areas of Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York, and Boston were virtually paralyzed as snowfalls of 19 to 31 inches created 5 to 8 foot snowdrifts. In the mountains of western Virginia and West Virginia, nearly four feet of snow was common. The storm caused more than $500 million in damage, killed 60 people, and left the region paralyzed in a full five days after it ended. Two of the most notable blizzards are the Great Blizzard of 1888. More than 400 people in the Northeast died during the Great Blizzard, the worst death toll in the United States history for a winter storm. On March 11th and March 12th in 1888, this devastating nor'easter dumped 40 to 50 inches of snow in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York. Huge snowdrifts buried houses and trains, and 200 ships sank in the waves whipped up by fierce winds. Another was the Great Blizzard of 1899. From Georgia to Maine, a punishing storm shut down the eastern seaboard beginning February 11th. The wintry weather brought record low temperatures, some of which still stand today, as well as record snowfall. The snow showers started in Florida and moved north, dropping 20 inches in Washington, D.C. in a single day, and a record 34 inches in New Jersey. A blizzard can shut down a city. Transportation can be impossible. People can be stuck in their homes for days. Electrical wires often go down because of the heavy wind and snow. This leaves people with no electricity. If you are caught outside in a blizzard, you risk frostbite and hypothermia. A blizzard can cause lots of property damage, such as roof cave-ins and windows breaking 
Trees can fall on houses and cars. Blizzards can be the cause of a lot of car accidents. Cars can be stranded on highways for days. So, if your region ever gets under a blizzard warning, then you must take precautionary measures to protect yourself. A blizzard is another of Mother Nature's most powerful displays. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And that's probably all everybody needs to know about blizzards at this point. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to experience that. But no, you never know. You I never know. I, I would like a nice winter storm. I mean, blizzard, eh, you know, because you can get power outages. You can get all, you know, for days. But it's not like an ice storm, though. So that's good. Well, if we get a winter storm, it's gonna feel like a blizzard to me because it's been so long since we've had a a winter storm warning issued for us. <laughs> it's true. Years. It's true. I mean, these little winter weather advisories. Right. That's. That's nothing compared to what could happen. Even a winter storm watch. You know, maybe they did issue a winter storm watch a few years, a couple of years ago, and then they downgraded it to a winter, winter weather advisory. But yeah. It's been a long time. I've got to research that. I want to research and see. I, I know we have been under blizzard warning because I remember just freaking out about it. But it, yeah, I'll go back and see that. Well, let's get on to this week in weather history. So, Corey, what you got? Well, this week in weather history... November 25th to the 29th, 1921. Mm. Long time ago, almost 100 years. Mm -hmm. Well, in those four days, there was an unprecedented ice storm over New England. Ooh. Four-day-long ice storm. Can you imagine? Whoa. Four days? Wow. The ice accumulated three inches thick. Three inches. Oh. Can you imagine that I mean, that's paralyzing, totally paralyzing. It's got to be. And this is over, you know, big cities like Boston. I mean, in 1921, they had infrastructure, they had power lines, and there are nothing like what they have now yeah. that, that that can withstand a little more than what they had back then. I'm sure. Yeah. So I mean, I have pictures, and all the power lines are down. Of course, it says. It shows a picture here. Telephone wires at Summit in Massachusetts. Ice weighed 800 pounds per wire between the poles. Three inches in diameter. Wow. 800 pounds between the poles per wire. That'll bring the whole pole down. Man. I'll show you a picture. They can't see it at home. but Oh, I've seen that picture, yes. Yeah. You, know, you know, I've done... Uh, a weather school on that. I mean, we will bring that out next week. But yeah, remind me of that next week. Well, I'll repeat that. Everybody's one. always afraid of power outages. Yeah. Even I see I see posts online. I saw it this past week about people afraid they were going to lose power. And you don't lose power a lot of times in just, you know, winter storm warnings and snow. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but it's nothing like the ice. The ice is what brings those power lines down. And the trees, a lot of tree damage. Oh, exactly. And they always say that, you know, if you get a half an inch, you might get some power outage. But if you get three quarters of an inch, uh, they start becoming more likely. Yeah. And you're talking three inches. When you get an wow. inch to an inch and a half, 
they start using scary words like catastrophic. Yeah. And that's never a good thing. No, par- paralyzing. Right. Yeah, I think the winter storm, a winter storm is some, I mean, an ice storm is something I, it just scares the crap out of me. It really does. Well, you know, Springfield has had them in the past 10 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, my parents in Oklahoma was without power for eight days in 2008, I believe. Mm-hmm. But they, it always stopped before it got to Branson. And, you know, the trees there, you can still tell they're not normal because uh, my mom and dad's tree had to be completely almost cut down. But it does not look like it used to. But I can imagine what it would do to the trees and the Ozarks and the beauty of our uh, area if mm. an ice storm would come through. Oh, gosh. I wouldn't want to see it. I have, I have pictures from my mom and dad's house in Springfield. But... Branson itself has fortunately kind of escaped that. I, maybe I do it's remember. That do- maybe it's that dome. I don't know. It could be the Branson dome. Or the topography. <laughs> I, I do remember uh, an ice storm was coming through Branson. Uh, my wife and, and our first dog, uh, Tally, I was. I remember it just getting kind of weird, you know, raining and freezing and stuff, and I took Tally out at night. And I looked, and there was some green flashes over, like, towards mm. the north, uh, towards the southeast. And I came back inside, and our power went out. Yeah. But it was only out for, I think, six hours. It was just a transformer blue, so it mm. wasn't a major ice storm. But that right there, knowing that you could lose power, it's cold, you cannot get out. You, I mean, you, what are you going to do? Drive somewhere? Exactly. You, you can't do it. So in an ice storm, you've got to be prepared. A lot of people have generators That's just good. for that purpose. Uh, I remember in 2008, they kind of knew it was coming a few days in advance, and Home Depot up in, over in Joplin got a huge shipment of generators, and my uh, wife's dad went up and got one of the last ones. Oh, really? And so they, you know... Could could run their TV and a an, a light and a small heater and just you know hunker down in one room you know that will you know energize their whole whole house or anything right yeah but uh they sell out pretty quick when you know, they know an ice storm's coming oh I bet and I mean I don't worry about my mother very much because she's uh she's got gas no that sounds that's weird. a bummer <laughs> <laughs> that sounded weird she her heat is gas. <laughs> oh, she's going to listen to this. No, but she got electricity, but heat, gas, heat, and a fireplace. So well, that's, that's, the fireplace is key. Yeah. And so I, I, it, it was kind of a bummer. They lost electricity. The problem is they've got a well, and the well right. is electric generated. So I remember I've told this story many times here, but I remember my dad calling me um, a few days afterwards. And it's like we don't have any water, and of course Springfield got it. We didn't get anything. Right. We got nothing. So I'm like, really? And I remember dry. I, I went to IGA when we, Branson had an IGA, and I got gallons of water. And I headed up there, and I got to, eh, it's not right before the curve that goes towards Highlandville. And suddenly all the trees were just glistening white. Oh, yeah. I thought, wow. And it's pretty to look at, but it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, like I said, catastrophic once you, can you imagine? The electric companies and the linemen who have to repair all that damage because it's almost like starting over from scratch. It is. They're it is. all down. Everything's down. It's like, what do you fix first? 
Exactly. I, I mean, I mean, I know, I know they have priorities for like business, you know, commerce businesses type of thing, and then they get to, uh, you know, go down the line or whatever. But my parents was, I think, eight days, eight days, and it finally yeah. came back on. But I wasn't worried about him for heat. So of course. In the spirit of my mom and dad, they just got out the barbecue grill. That's the way to do it. <laughs> they had cookouts in an ice storm. There you go. <laughs> so, a lot of people, you know, now nowadays you have cell phones. You can always charge your phone in your car. Yeah. And that's a good thing. If the towers work, of course. If those well, towers don't work and your internet's down, if you don't have any electricity, then those phones aren't going to do much good. They yeah. might play, you can play a game on them or something to <laughs> keep you sane, but... Well, they still have a landline, and I mean, even to this day, they still have a landline. Wow! And it still works. I mean, I think I think that that phone that they have that I grew up with is probably worth some money at this <laughs> point because it works. <laughs> oh well, enough about ice. That's a very interesting, uh, very interesting. Uh, what is it? We, we can weather history. I couldn't even yeah. think what it is. So let's get on to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And the Stormdar weather weather word of the week is... Lahar. Yes, Lahar. We need some sound effects with my voice, some reverb. Lahar. Oh, I should have had my keyboard hooked up. So anyway. It sounds scary. It does. <laughs> it sounds like a, a villain in, a, in, a, in an old movie or a... You know, but it, it 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 can be pretty nasty for yeah. sure. A lahar is a destructive mud flow on the slopes of a volcano. So you have all that ash built up, and 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 then it gets wet. It gets pretty slick, I'm sure. Oh yeah, these I, heavy that's rains. What I've heard about. My gosh, they'll It'll, just break through. Oh and yeah, flooding and mudslides and stuff. It's nasty. And I actually heard that word. I was uh, watching a. Uh, what is it? Not a. Uh, I don't know if it's a Weather Channel. You know, on the weekends, the Weather Channel has some really cool stuff on. I mean, I'll right. take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought Bruce. Lahar, Lahar. Yeah, bro. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. So <laughs> let's go back to Lahar. <laughs> yeah, and they showed some pictures of a Lahar. And it may not have been the Weather Channel. It was some news thing, something happening somewhere with the volcanoes. But you get these torrential rains, and it just causes these mudslides of volcanic ash just going down. It's just terrible. We have no volcanoes around here. It's a good thing. No, and we don't have any blizzards around here. Well. Maybe up north. We say that in November right now. There's no blizzards around here. Yeah. Well, you know, I was looking at the models. Um uh, the majority of the models really kind of kind of heat us up a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit warmer. There's a chunk of cold air hanging down now, and that's where the jet stream is. And the GFS, over the next couple of weeks, probably that th- second week of December or whatever, lifts that jet stream up, and it looks like we're going to, I mean, according to the GFS now, be in the 50s and possibly 60s as, as daytime highs uh, for a little stretch there. And I'm wondering if that's that little gut feeling I'm thinking of, of thinking, you know, it's really cold now in winter and then in December. But that's just a DFS. Now, the Canadian model wants to hang on to the cold air a little bit longer, but it eventually is hinting that lift back up to the north. So uh, we could go into winter, not as winter as late fall was in winter. Well, Does that make sense? I agree. <laughs> But yeah, 
I think Branson will get a winter storm warning this year. Oh, I, I definitely think we will. I think we'll have a good snow for a change. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think we're, we're going to have, ha- have a couple of snows. I don't think it's going to be devastating. Um, I, we're not going to get this mammoth winter storm, I don't think. But well, uh, people will think it's more mammoth than it really is because it's been so long. It has. And even those you know, persimmons, you know, those persimmons are saying shovels and you're going to be dead now. No. I'm going to name my persimmon tree Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we should do is start naming our persimmon yeah. trees instead of naming winter storms or whatever. This oh. is Bruce's kids. I'm going to chop them up and see if we can get snow. <laughs> get some forks and knives and everything. Right? Oh, I think it's time to wrap this thing up. You got anything else? <sighs> We're, we're, we're going to moderate a little bit, right? Temperature-wise. It looks like we're going to... Yeah, if everything takes takes over. I mean, this week, we're going to probably get back in the low 60s by Friday and another cold front comes through. We're looking at some possible weather down in Arkansas later on this Did week. Did see the Storm Prediction Center, which yeah. is we usually don't look at this time of year. They, right. They're targeting a, a 15 percentile. Is that day five? Day five, which... What's that? What is today? Today Monday, is Monday. Is Friday or Saturday? Yeah, like Friday. Friday night. Yeah, now Southern Arkansas, and, right. and you know you've probably heard us talk quite a bit about the Storm Prediction Center. When they start targeting something way out, we look at it. We kind of look at it's it. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. We'll see if it shifts. I mean, it's way down there, so I don't think yeah. we have anything to worry about, but it's still fun to watch. Yeah, and the forecast for Branson, I did see right before we went on record, recording this podcast, uh, showers, possibly a thunderstorm. Yeah. Now, we're not nothing severe, nothing like that. Fortunately, everything will be liquid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless we get some hail. You know, that freezing line is down there. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll be watching that. So just stay tuned to our Facebook page. But I I think the overall thing, it does not look like we're going to have, you know, blizzard or winter storms or anything coming back through if if the pattern we're in a northwest flow, if the pattern goes to more of a zonal or westerly flow, uh, that cold air. We're not going to have any deep freeze just yet. We'll have to stay tuned. And we're still three weeks out till winter. Yeah, meteorological winter starts, starts Saturday, uh, Saturday the first. Yeah, uh, so next week, well, that'll be our new uh, uh, our podcast title: meteorological winter. And we'll have to do something special on that mm-hmm. that broadcast. Sounds know. fun. Okay, well, let's wrap this thing up. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.